Are you a new or aspiring woman leader that wants to make a successful leap into leadership? Do you want to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so that you can become the kind of leader other people want to follow? Welcome to The Leadership Leap, a show that is all about helping women to become more confident about making the leap into leadership. Now, here is your host, Leanne Pico. Hey there, welcome to The Leadership Leap. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. Today is going to be such a good show, fun show, promise you, and some really cool um, guests, but also some cool topics for you. But before we get started, I am going to, um, I just want to say a quick thank you to guests from last time. So thank you so much to Catherine Mulvale from Global Friends. Uh, Catherine was here talking to me, with me about passionate leadership. And, you know, we talk a lot about passion and leadership. And, you know, I'm not a fan of saying that you have to have a passion and follow it in life and Catherine and I had a really good conversation about that because we don't all come out of you know we don't all start life with an idea of what our passion is we can find passion in all the things we do so Catherine and I had a great conversation about that as and also when you if you do find a particular passion how to make it happen so um, that was a really great topic to dive into and then Susan Crawford was here from Meraki Inspired Coaching and Consulting and she shared some really great strategies to help us think about self-care, particularly at this time, and how to shift our mindset from, you know, I'm not doing enough to self-compassion. So that's a really key topic right now um, during this uh, pandemic, especially. Um, So if you didn't get a chance to listen to the show, check it out or download it in your favorite podcast provider on the Leadership Leap show page. So a little later in this show, we'll also be talking about emotional courage with Michelle Bevan from Alchemy Coaching in her regular segment, What's Your EQ? We're going to find out what it means to have emotional courage and how to build it. Uh, Again, key topic for this current time in leadership, for sure. So now we're going to talk now about humor in the workplace. I've been looking forward to this show for a long time uh, because I don't know about you, but I have had many jokes fail in uh, the context of a business uh, meeting or setting and and sometimes in particular with a group of men and kind of you know you're trying to join in and it doesn't work so well so our guest today is is an expert in thinking about humor thinking about communication uh, and I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you Uh, tell you about Kathy Clote's guest. So let me tell you about Kathy. So Kathy is a former Silicon Valley marketing executive and trained improviser. And she's also been a stand-up comic for over 20 years. Kathy combines her business leadership and comedy backgrounds to help people and teams unleash more of their creative and humor superpowers. Her clients include teams and leaders from Cisco Systems, Amazon, and Kaiser Permanente. And the founder of Keeping It Human, Kathy has been featured in Forbes and the Huffington Post and is a popular speaker at conferences such as sxswinc.com, named her book Stop Boring Me, a must-read for chief marketing officers. So Kathy is all around... um, she understands business from lots of different angles, uh, but she's also just a really cool woman who I've had the pleasure of talking to on previous shows and um, glad to have her here. Welcome, Kathy. Hey there. Happy to be here. Nice to chat with you. How are you? I'm doing great. I mean, all things considered with the reality of what we're all dealing with, uh, it's crazy. And uh, you know what? Things can always be worse and... You know, just trying to trying to laugh and uh, take stock of the good stuff, you know? Yeah, 
For sure. And, you know, and it, it is an interesting time to be talking about humor, but there is something very, very crucial during a crisis to be able to find the humor, right? Yes, yes. It, you know, I, I, I think it, people want positive humor, uplifting humor. You yeah. know, uh, we talked a lot about not having April Fool's Day jokes from businesses, which is appropriate because that's sort of, that's not the right framing for humor. However, humor that lifts us up and inspires us and helps us get through the day-to-day stuff, that is so important right now. Like, I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah, yeah. Because we have enough, and, and, you know, and rightly so, there's a lot of um, it's the pandemic, but there's a lot of other stuff happening in the world that is, uh, you know, it's just disheartening and challenging. And then people are in their workplaces or not in their workplaces as we speak. Um, so dealing with lots of different things. So, you know, it, at this moment, it's very important, but it's also ongoing. Like you're a big advocate of it in business, right? Oh, 100%. Generally. 100%. I think people, I think it's because people frame humor wrong. We think it's yeah. jokes. We think it's all about ha, ha, ha. And it, it is in part if you do it right. <laughs> yeah, if you do it well. You are so much more. <laughs> if you do well. If you do, if you, well, if you, you know, I always said if, if I'm going to get laughed at anyway, I might as well do comedy because then I'm doing it right. <laughs> and the thing about yeah. it is, is, you know, it's so much more than all that. Humor is about connecting. It's a soul-level, human-level connection. And that's really what we're after in business. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because again, you know, and for me, I'm, I'm a terrible joke teller. I never remember them. And so, you know, I'm happy to listen to someone's jokes, but, you know, but I am, you know, and the thing is, is that I, I have tended to use humor uh, over the years because I, I, I just find it a, a good tool, but also just that's who I am. And so, you know, the thing is, is one of the things that I, I know historically we've talked about is, you know, don't bring who you are to the workplace. And, and so it's mm-hmm. kind of a bit of a different frame to say, be who you are. And that includes your humor. So what, what shifted yeah. do you think? Um, I think we recognized, and I, and I think it's something that people like me and certain folks, I think leadership folks always recognize that we needed it. But talk about mixed messages. It's like, don't mm. bring your whole self to work. Now it's like, bring your whole self to work. Now it's like, wait, 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 bring your whole self to work. <laughs> but have your butt parked in a chair where you're on Zoom meetings all day and bring your whole face to work and you're, you're not your rusty bitch face, but your resting Zoom face. What? I mean, it's, we are getting... Oh, wait, so those are different? <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. But wait, there's more. And I think everybody is going to talk about mixed messages and I think the workplace has... Here's what it has been consistent about. Inconsistent messages. It has always sent these very mixed messages to people. And, you know, I'm also bringing your whole self to work, but if you've, if you've seen anything I've posted recently, I just did a video on this. Uh, we don't make it easy. We talk about it like it's a big, easy button. It's not because we're putting the burden on the individual to show up and be themselves. And yet what happens when you do that and you don't have a team that has your back and you have yeah. no support? Yes. So very much humor is a is a workplace value. I don't think it's just an individual thing. And believe me, you don't want to give permission over your life to the workplace. You should have humor because it's important for you. I also think it's a value and, and workplaces need to start supporting it. Yes. 
Well, and it's also, um, let's talk about it because I think when we talk, you know, you said it's not just jokes. So tell us, what do you think, what would you define humor as uh, in the workplace? Like what, what kinds of humor, yeah. what, what's, what's appropriate? Cause I, I, we might, we may or may not have some listeners, but there will be people who say, Hey, I've been telling jokes for years and they've been telling me off. I keep getting sent to HR. So like what? <laughs> What do you mean when you say humor in the workplace? I'm talking about appropriate humor. I mean, anybody can be funny in the workplace, and that doesn't mean it's appropriate. So we're talking positive humor. I mean, I always like to Mm -hmm. remind people that Enron, remember Enron? That was stealing the money, right? Yes. Enron had a a placard in their lobby in Houston that said, we respect people. (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) they're making jokes internally there were memos yeah. going around among the executives laughing at the stupidity of their customers. So, right, so let's all right. frame what positive humor is. Po- positive humor is, I think, an attitude of respect, of healthy humor, of lifting people up versus putting people down. That's, that, so that's my framing. That's Kathy's definition of humor. And I love you know, it. having done comedy for two and a half decades, I can unequivocally say that if you are lifting people up, you're going to have more hits. If you are putting people down, you're going to have a lot of misses, as you should. I love that. And it's a very simple rule that we can always stick to. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. So now let's let's talk about women, because I think it's it's um, and you're um, I'm a big fan of Kathy's generally. But what I'm loving about what uh, Kathy's been talking about, particularly in the last couple of years, is around women and thinking about how, you know, funny women, women being, because there there seem to be different rules for women and not not overt rules. Yeah. So it, it's it can be challenging for a female leader to navigate. What do you think the difference is in terms of how we treat men and women around humor? Well, I think the biggest issue is socialization. We not only expect it from men, we reward men more. So men go right. in thinking... I mean, men go in thinking, it doesn't matter how much I bomb, I tried. And I, you know, and so right. there's an expectation. Whereas, <laughs> so right, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's true. I mean, I see this all the time, you know, in, in a lot of the humor and improv coaching and consulting work that I do. I mean, I see it all the time. Men take one class, and I'm sorry, guys, men take one humor class. I'm a comic. Women are like, you know, I've been doing comedy now uh, for six years in big clubs, but I don't call myself a comic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, yes. We put these yeah. bigger barriers on women. And I think it's socialization. Right. And, and yeah. I think the, 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 we have to look at it differently. We have to look at it so differently. Um, yeah. You know, women are just as effective, in fact, more effective. What research actually shows is that women do pay a penalty they absolutely do because we don't expect funny women. We, it, when right. women don't comport with socialization standards, we're like, what? What? She's the funniest yeah. person in the room, you know? And yes. um, so it, it kind of it flaunts in the face of, I think, societal expectations or at least how a lot of workplaces have been. So there is a penalty. However, here's what the research also shows. And there is some amazing research that's been done in the last like, 10 years. It also shows that all things being equal... Not only are women as funny, but women tend to, when they use humor at work, they are far less likely, far less likely to use offensive put-down humor right. than men. Interesting. Yes. So, Interesting. Yes. so when you look at who uses humor to lift people up dollar for dollar, women. 
Men are more rewarded. Now, a, a man and a woman can equally do an offensive joke, and who's going to pay the bigger penalty? Yeah, yeah. A woman. So, so we have to Absolutely. have these open conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you think, so yeah. it, what do you think it is with women? And again, you know, we're always careful about generalizations, but we, it, it's important Correct. to talk about gender. Uh, and, you know, yeah. and, and this is why, you know, I'm a big fan of talking about the feminization of the workplace because we've been masculized for a very long time. Um, so yeah. what do you think it is about women that, um, like, partly what you've just said is, is women are highly conscious of yeah. the, uh, the kind of the social terrain around them as well as their own competencies so I'm I'm guessing a lot of women aren't going to step out into that kind of confidence it requires to be humorous unless they've really established some terrain right I think you're right and I think again and I'm glad you framed it because we are talking generalizations but generalizations are are helpful and actually important because we're talking about the law of big numbers yes exactly so in so understand that this is not the exception we're talking about the aggregate Yes, and so yes. the research is in the aggregate, and that's an important framing. I think I think what it is 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 this: is that um, generally speaking, women are more likely to look at the ongoing relationship, so they're less likely to use put down humor because they they think, oh, I have to interact with that person again, and it will hurt mm. my relationship. And men, again, large numbers. We're talking aggregate. Does not mean there aren't exceptions. I know plenty of really funny, amazing men. So do you. And mm-hmm. it. it men are more likely to see it as a short-term interaction. I want to get to the exchange and the transaction. I want to get to the transaction. And women are much yeah. more relationship-oriented. So that, right. that is part of it, why women tend to hesitate, because they, they play the longer mental game, which is, oh, i got to make sure I preserve the relationship. And that is why I tell people, and gender aside, I don't believe in different rules based on gender uh, or, or if you you are non, you know uh, binary, I believe yes. in humor is an important skill for every human to learn. And the way that I like to frame it is, if you're lifting people up, if you're not putting people down, if you're making fun of universal things, and if you're just not even joking, forget jokes, just tell a great story. To, uh, yes. Be lighthearted, be playful, have a sense of fun. You can do all that and never ever hurt somebody's feelings. So yes. there's always something under the big humor tent for everybody. You don't, if you're yeah. not a joke teller, guess what? You don't have to be a joke teller. No. Well, and that's yeah. the thing is that, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a mindset, isn't it, really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's shifting it our mindset, mindset to personal relationships. Personal relationships. Look at humor as a way to connect with somebody. And... When you, when you think about it differently, um, you, you open it up. Now, having said that, the research also shows, uh, and this is an important one. You, you've heard me talk about this, Leanne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the research also shows that not only do women pay a penalty, but women are more likely to self-deprecate, put themselves yes. down than men. And I'm going to caution women to not do that. Yeah. Uh, I careful. think it's a safe it's a safety valve. It, when we don't know what to do, we are more likely to shoot ourselves than to shoot somebody else with humor. Yes, <laughs> That's just yes. how women roll. However, ladies, I want you to aspire to a higher standard because, A, we're funny. Two, you deserve it. And three, I think even though it's not true, it is not true that just because you use self-deprecation that you have low self-esteem and low confidence, unfortunately, that can be misconstrued. Because right. men, you don't often see men self-deprecate. 
Well, not over here. So just want a caveat to that, because yeah. I, I have to say, like, yeah. um, when I lived in the UK for a long time, yeah. like, that self-deprecation is part of the fabric. And so there is actually British men do self-deprecate a lot, but it's, um, again, how it lands is probably true to the research. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of probably similar effect, which is there how people take that and go oh he's such a good guy he always makes fun of himself whereas for women there is a line where they're you know uh, we may go across that it's just like oh she doesn't she doesn't know what she's doing right so here let me and here and here's where i i just need to fill in the gap here because i i don't doubt that is cultural believe me i know it's cultural a lot of things don't translate you can't make mother-in-law jokes in singapore <laughs> they don't go over well culturally. No, I, uh, I learned that. I learned that. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, so here's the thing. It and sounds I, like I you learned that the hard way, Kathy. <laughs> well, let's just say that a couple of us comics did. But but you know, there are some things that are that are universal, like kids. Your kids do silly mm-hmm. things. And some things that are, mm-hmm. are culturally not. So you're right. There is yeah. a cultural component, and I don't doubt that that's true. But, but here's the the kicker in the research. It is okay to self-deprecate if here's the dot dot dot. You are not making fun of your own business acumen. I'm going to oh, say that again. Good. That's the thing. Love that's that. the difference that I think maybe uh, we're talking apples and oranges. I'm yes. willing to bet that even in the UK, men in a professional context are not making fun of their own expertise and putting themselves no. down. They're probably no. making fun of their cooking skills or their dress, yes. something that is not about their business acumen. And that's the difference. So women, Thank it is you. okay to self-deprecate once in a while. Here's what... I urge women not to do, and men shouldn't do it either. Never, ever, ever, if, you know, uh, if you are in a professional context and something goes wrong, like in a presentation, it's okay to make fun of, like, what you had for breakfast, your cooking skills, your, your yeah, dress skills, yeah. the fact that you got different colored socks. It is not okay to poke fun of your business acumen because that, that is when people go, ooh, Ooh, so I, I would probably bet that in this UK study that the men were not making fun of their business yeah. acumen. That's that's what thank I, you. I'm. Thank you. Yeah, I, thank you for that yeah. differentiation. That's really yeah, important a, because, uh, and and also, and that's partly to do. I mean, the 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 piece around that is that sometimes that kind of, you know, a joke that you're doing your presentation. It was like, wow, I messed up the pancakes too this morning. Is you know, right. like that's that would be okay because it's kind of like, oh, you know, it's a relatable, it's relatable. Whereas, oh, I just really suck at public speaking. It always happens to me is not funny anyway because now you're, now people are like uncomfortable, right? That's not a good joke at all. They're cringing. They're cringing. Exactly. They're not with you. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure it is not got anything to do with your business prowess or your acumen or your expertise. Love it. Love I feel it. that way for men too. That to me is just yes. a general rule. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's such a good, thank you for that. Cause that's a really important piece because I, I've seen it play out this conversation uh, and mm-hmm. you know, like I say, mm-hmm. my, my UK friends are like, wow, like we don't want to, you know, and there's a, a big difference, but you're absolutely right. It's, it's around skill set and it's around trying to build up their confidence because you're in front of them as, you know, that ex you bringing your yeah. expertise. So um, what other tips do you have? So in terms of like in the, so, um, you know, and in the last couple of years, I've really watched you kind of um, embrace kind of a piece around inclusion. 
And so Mm -hmm. one of the the pieces um, around humor is, and we just touched a bit on it in terms of cultural, but also in terms of the culture within an organization. So how can you make sure that the things that you're being funny about are inclusive um, and and I get, you know, when you say when you're lifting people up, but some people may not understand what that means in terms of people who may be different from them or have different experiences. Yeah. So how can, how can we be really yeah. inclusive? And that's really the piece, um, because humor does have a cultural component. As you pointed out, it sure does. I, I think the way to be inclusive is, um, and this should just be a given that it isn't. I mean, I, I live in Silicon Valley where, uh, you know, many of you probably are aware that women don't have uh, equal access and opportunity. Uh, you might have heard a little sum about it. Uh, so a little sum. Um, little sum, just a tiny little thing. Um, and we, we have to remember that um, humor, humor has that cultural kind of relativism kind of piece. That it also has to be, so, so I say avoid anything that's at somebody's expense. Yes. Like, like, you know, when you're, look, men like to do this in the locker room, you can't stop them, but it doesn't belong in the workplace, right? If, if you're going to make fun of each other, um, that, that kind of stuff, if, if it's at somebody's expense or embarrassment, no, don't do it. Just don't, just don't go there. Uh, don't make fun of your own uh, business acumen, like we talked about. Um, be inclusive. Talk about things that are universal. There's so many things that are universal, like, my God, the pandemic. The pandemic yeah, sucks. Yeah. Nobody would choose it. Nobody would choose it. But here's the thing. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but like, my house, I've lost control. Nobody wears pants. Taco Tuesday is five nights a week, right? <laughs> and Fortnite yep. happens at all hours of the day. So basically, yes. I am not running a house. I'm running a tech startup against my will. <laughs> can we just laugh about the commonalities of what it means? Yes. Like, and if you can laugh at the things that we're all experiencing, you can be inclusive. Because I don't care who you are, you are probably got Zoom fatigue, you probably want to murder your husband or your wife or your spouse or your partner because, you know what, like, I swear to God, if you talk one more time while I'm on a Zoom call, I will murder you. <laughs> we're all laughing about it. Yes. The kids yeah, are, yeah. like, out of control. It's devolved into Lord, in the, Lord of the Flies. Like, Completely. honestly, if my hair grows any more, I'm going to look like Cousin It from the Adams Family. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, uh, it's like I'm working on my dad bod, right? I, and so if you just can laugh at all the things that are so universal, Leanne, there's plenty of material. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, and that's a key yeah. point. I want to I just pull that out, Kathy, because I think you just made a really key point, which is we often think that humor is um, unintentional. It's in the moment, etc. But in actual fact, we can be very intentional about using humor, right? We can be. We can be. Humor is it's a tool. Intentional. It is a tool. It can be intentional. It also can be spontaneous. And oh, the way for, to be sure. spontaneous for sure. Spontaneous and playful is to just make sure that as you're being playful, you understand that playfulness is just how you show up in the world. It's an attitude of fun. Like you drop something. Oops. Self-deprecate about uh, the fact that you got mismatched socks. Not that anybody sees socks anymore, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. You know, well, if, and that's if the you, piece. If you re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say. So there's the spontaneity, but a lot of people go, "I'm not very good with that." Or the, but yeah. a well-placed joke, like by a leader, particularly, I'm thinking about it in terms of like a if you're having your t- your umpteenth Zoom call, like a well-placed yeah. comment, humorous comment at the beginning is it sometimes 
provides the terrain for creating some comfort. It does. A well-placed joke or even just a story, a funny story. Yes, nice. Like a yes. funny, you know, we've all got funny stories that have happened to us, right? Absolutely. So, so tell a funny story and, and, and a funny joke. And if you're going to do a joke and you're, you know, uh, and it's your thing, great. If it's not your thing, you don't have to. You can tell a story. But if you're going to yep. do a joke, obviously, the higher the stakes, I would say the higher you should practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, you know, like you say, story and, you know, yeah. we're both story obsessive. So it is a really yep. great way. And a humorous story enables you to connect instantly with people. If it's like you said, relatable, universal. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kathy. I mean, you've really provided um, some really good framing. We've just got a couple minutes to the break. What's your number one tip? for people, for women particularly. Um, and we've, we've pulled out a couple, which are, you know, make sure you're lifting yeah. people up, not putting them down. And also, you know, don't joke about your own business acumen. Uh, if they're a right. new or aspiring woman leader wanting to kind of engage this as a potential way of relating and kind of bringing themselves to work, what, what would you, what's your number one tip that you would give? I think women need to show up and be more spontaneous and playful Women, yes. women, because of the double standard, and I'm sorry, but it is, we have a higher yep. penalty. The standard's higher for us. It sucks. It's just the way it is. And hopefully one day it'll change. So I say to women, don't let that stop you. Be playful, be spontaneous, because the number one thing that I hear from a lot of people is if I speak, they'll come up to me and go, are there more women like you? And I'm like, absolutely. They just have to give, give because women yeah. get afraid. They feel like they have to yeah. practice because they can't be spontaneous because they're judged more harshly. And I absolutely. say to women, don't forget that your job as a leader isn't to communicate information. It's to connect emotionally, be emotionally available. And you're going to have absolutely. a guest talk about EQ here. I say this, humor is about emotional intelligence. It sure is. Uh, that's an awesome that's tip. Awesome tip. Okay, Kathy, so tell us. So yeah. your book is called Stop Boring Me, and it, it, mm -hmm. it's available on Amazon. And how can people get in touch with you if they're wanting to engage you for some consultancy or uh, to have you come in or virtually work with them? How can they get in touch? So a couple ways. You can uh, feel free to go to keepingithuman.com, keeping it with the full gerund, I-N-G, keepingithuman.com. Um, you can also uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, uh, as long as it's uh, spam free, you're going to get, you're going to get, I'm going to respond to everybody and, and uh, always do. So happy to connect. Yeah. Awesome. And so you can get um, the spelling of Kathy's name on the show page and, and her email is also there. Thank you so much, Kathy. It's, it's gone far too quickly and always a pleasure. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you, Leanne. Take care. You too. Okay, so after the break, we'll be chatting with Michelle Bevan about emotional intelligence as Kathy lined us up very nicely. Uh, and we talk about emotional courage. It'll be a great follow on for this topic about bringing your whole self and your humorous self to work. We'll see you in a sec. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. 
So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the what not to do school of leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. Thanks so much for listening. It's Leanne Pico. I'm your host, uh, but... I get to hang out with some fabulous people today on the show. So before the break, we had a chat with Kathy Clotes Guest, who is from Keeping It Human. She is uh, a comedy and improv expert, as well as a storyteller extraordinaire. And um, we were just talking about, you know, being who you are uh, in the workplace and stepping up and being more playful and being more um, humorous, bringing yourself. Uh, What that requires, however, as Kathy alluded to, is a backdrop of having emotional courage. And so how cool, and this was a coincidence, but you know, sometimes things just work out so well. 
especially here when we have such great guests. So um, luckily, we have Michelle Bevan to talk to a talk to us about emotional courage and what it is and why it's so important in the workplace. And then, you know, it will tie in well with the humor. But let me tell you about Michelle. Michelle Bevan is an International Coaches Federation certified coach. She also has an extensive human resources background. Very valuable, very valuable for understanding the terrain of the business environment. And as an executive coach, Michelle's focus is on emotional intelligence. And she um, provides formal EQ assessments to identify gaps as the foundation for one-on-one coaching with clients. Really super important right now is, and I've said this a, a number of times, um, if you're not able to kind of jump into and people are not wanting to kind of have leadership training because, you know, our brains are kind of, it's hard to learn right now. It is not hard to have a coach. It's important to have coaching. So do reach out to Michelle. This And especially uh, as leaders, I don't know about you, but it's getting, it's getting, you know, the time has ticked on and it's now, you know, a lot of leaders are facing burnout and facing uh, that period of time when they start losing compassion for others. So coaching is so, super important. So we'll ask Michelle later about how to get in touch about coaching. But Michelle, let's talk about emotional courage. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Leanne. And yes, that was a great segment with Kathy. My goodness, I feel like I should um, should send her a check for the plug here about <laughs> emotional I know, about it was emotional awesome. Intelligence. Yeah, I love those honestly. moments when it... Yeah, I love those moments when it's just like, yeah, it looks like I meant to do that. <laughs> but it is, Truly. it really ties in well. So now tell us, um, tell us about emotional courage and what it means, because I've kind of talked a bit about it, but um, it can look, it's similar to humor, it can look different to different people. And so what do we mean when we say emotional courage? Well, really what it is, <clears throat> excuse me, and Kathy kind of touched on this as well, is um, being emotionally available. So allowing yourself to feel openly, and, and that includes being in an inco- uncomfortable situation. So being, you know, genuine, who you really are, bringing your whole self, which is also something she alluded to, um, in a genuine manner. So that takes courage, um, and, yes. and that is really, it, it, that's what emotional courage is all about. It's the ability to, it's the ability to act um, when you want and need to act, but it's it's uh, individually um, being able to increase your willingness to feel in order to increase your ability to act. Right, and so th- those are big words for the workplace that has historically said, you know, do not be human, do not bring your emotions here, and like almost kind of bringing about a, a robotic you know, expectation. And that's changing. It's been changing the last kind of 10 years, particularly. But how do we go from uh, this space of don't be emotional, don't bring that part of you to then saying, okay, we need to be emotionally courageous? Like how in the workplace, how do we navigate that? And why is it important for leaders, do you think? Yeah, it's really important. And as you say, it's, there's been a shift over the last you know, decade for sure, but definitely over the last couple of months as Mm -hmm. we go through this situation with COVID-19, we are all showing our humanity, showing our emotions much more than we ever have. 
um, because we're all feeling different things and we're all, you know, we're, we're on Zoom and we're able to, you know, we're, we're portraying how we're feeling and we're portraying a body language in a certain way in order for people to be able to pick up on how we're feeling at, at any given time. And we know there's a great book called um, Leading with Emotional Courage and it's by Peter Bregman and he talks about the ability to move forward on important work is directly related to your ability to connect with others. So that emotional courage that you develop is your is the connection that you can have with others. It, it provides that opportunity for you to connect better with others. Because if you're willing to feel everything, then you can do anything. Wow. Love that. I love yeah. that. And, you know, yeah. feeling everything... Uh, and because uh, maybe we need to just have a, a bit of a, an understanding of this because in the frame of, you know, you talk a lot about emotional intelligence and some of that is about emotionally managing ourselves. So feeling everything and expressing everything are two different things though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and there's a time and a place, you know, for yeah. expressing and how you express it appropriately. But if I put it in context, if you think about a hard conversation that you might, you know, you might have to have with someone, but you don't want to, and you haven't initiated it yet, because it's, yes. it's going to be hard, and it's going to be uncomfortable, and you, you feel anxious about it, and maybe a, a little bit of afraid, afraid. But if you can dial into, you know, your courage to feel and move into that, um, allowing that to have that connection with the other individual, it's going to be easier for you to have that conversation because you're going to be not only having the courage to act, but you're going to be having the what underlies the, the courage to act, which is that courage to feel. So you're going to be able to, you know, be willing to feel everything. So knowing that this conversation may not land well, you may have a reaction that you may, it may be uncomfortable for you. You may, you know, uh, get some um, feedback that you may not love, but you're willing to go into those waters. You're willing to feel what is necessary in order to be able to get through this conversation to be able to get to the other side, make that connection with that individual and get to where you need to get to. Oh, Michelle, I love that so much because one of the things in, in my leadership development too, as I talk about a lot is that, you know, and there's a lot of good, there are a lot of good books about it and thinking about courageous conversations, crucial conversations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, um, for me, I, I struggle, um, when leaders are continually deferring and mm-hmm. avoiding like we we do and we all do it I'm not judging it's but it's actually for me I'm I'm really firm on that around leadership which is it's your job it's your job mm-hmm. to to have those conversations particularly around performance and and one of the key things and you, so you bring that up which is you don't want to talk to somebody about a particular thing it might be their performance on something and so you avoid it because um you're you're uncomfortable and you're scared well how will they react what will they think of me uh, which is usually like for women, <laughs> that's where yeah. it is, the heart of it all, right? Uh, well, mm-hmm. what if they don't like me after that? And then um, they, we don't deal with it. And then the performance co- issues continue and the entire team ends up not liking you because you're not doing what you need to do to make sure everybody's pulling their weight. So well, the, emotion, yeah. it, the emotional courage is it's individual and it's relational in terms of um, that person, but it also 
has an impact on the rest of the organization, right? A hundred percent. You know, it can be a bit of a, a domino effect, but you're making a really good point in, you know, this is the leader's responsibility and a leader can't expect their employees to act courageously if they're not acting courageously themselves. Right. Yes. You know, I mean, it is, it's, Brene Brown has a great quote. She says, you can choose courage or you can choose comfort, but you cannot <gasps> choose both. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, she's always yeah. so good. So spot on, isn't she? She really is. But, and, and it's so true, you know, um, in context of real relationships at work or even outside of work, um, we will have hard conversations and have to make tough decisions and yeah. that people don't always agree with. But deepening your connection to people as a leader, um, for example, you're going to be able to c- create that trust and be able to create that connection that you need with, with your employees so that you can have those conversations. Um, so, so building, you know, there's a couple of ways of doing this um, to increase your emotional courage. And there's, I call them the, the four C's. There's building your confidence is one. So making sure that you aren't moving into arrogance, if that arrogance doesn't creep in, but instead having the confidence to connect even when things are tough or when the conversation is going to be tough, making sure you have the confidence to to initiate that conversation and make that connection. So underlying that is knowing who you are. So having a strong, clear um, idea of who you are and what your committed values are. And then become who you want to be by being willing to be vulnerable and making right decisions even though they're unpopular. Yes. So increasing that confidence in yourself and your ability to be willing to seal everything as you move into, you know, connecting with people. And then, of course, connecting with others. So being curious, um, having others know and feel that you trust them, um, right. being clear and trustworthy yourself, so motivating and energizing people around you, um, being skilled at initiating those hard conversations. That's yeah. how you're going to increase your connection with others. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. Committing to purpose. So here's the third C, committing to purpose. So energizing your focus, making sure that you're focusing on uh, small, important goals so that you are, uh, you know, putting your energy, your emotional uh, energy into the right, important goals and then helping your team to focus on those as well and making sure that they prioritize you know, properly within uh, the goals that you are setting for them. So committing yeah. to a purpose. And can I just jump in one, on, if, yeah. Michelle, can I just jump in on that one just for a sec? Because I, I think that that really helped me in terms of thinking about framing for people what we were talking about earlier, the example that we gave around if you're not having conversations about performance because you're choosing comfort, as Brene Brown said, um, what you're doing then is not like some for me as a leader when I was a, a CEO and executive director for many years uh, that was the thing that got me over the hurdle of my fear which was mm. if I don't do this this will be the impact if I do this this will be the impact so if I if I can overcome my own um, fear in order to you know, create a different kind of environment, that, then that serves yeah. my higher purpose. So I, it's yeah. a really key point for women in particular. It's around 
focus on the higher bit and that gets you over the that kind of fence of fear. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, and the last piece of this, of course, is cultivating your emotional courage. So, so feeling courageous, um, adopting that, understanding what that feels like. What does that look like on me when I'm being courageous? Um, even stand in front of a mirror and, and, and say, you know, I am courageous before you go into these kind of conversations. <clears throat> See what it looks like. Don't let the pain and discomfort kind of dissuade you from what needs to be done. So that's yes. acting boldly and, um, and challenging yourself to embrace those uncomfortable situations. There's a risk Absolutely. here. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a risk here. It's a risk to be confident and to believe in yourself. It's a risk to open up to others. And it's a risk to commit to something bigger than yourself. But, um, you know, bringing that confidence, that connection and um, commitment requires you to be that communicative, vulnerable and honest. And, um, you know, it, it is a risk, yes, and it's scary. But, you know what, life and work and the world itself is often uncertain, as we know, and scary. What Look at what we're going through now. Yeah. So we yeah. need to remain engaged in a way um, and act anyways, act, you know, even in the light of it being scary and uncomfortable. And to do so, we, we need to be lean into our emotional courage. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and so we've just talked about, yeah. For sure. And then kind of taking it back to what we talked about with Kathy, which is the piece around humor. So there's there's the risk, um, you know, associated with uncomfortable conversation, but there's also the risk associated with being who we might, who we are and bringing our playful side and our humorous side. And I think, um, you know, I wonder what you think. I think sometimes the foundation of, um, so we talked about the kind of the culture of, workplaces not valuing people as people so there's that's one aspect but I also think women are afraid that they might not be viewed as good enough you know or you know there's a that deep it it ties and so this is why the emotional courage piece is so important for women I think which is we are socialized we do have um you know we're not confident enough to to jump up into leadership positions so when we get there we might be super cautious about being mm-hmm. who we are, because we might worry that we weren't good enough to be there. Mm-hmm. And what do you? Yeah. So, what do you think about the emotional courage of stepping into leadership, being more um, uh, seen, being you know, being who we are? How can mm-hmm. we do that um, in a way that also helps us feel okay? I, I you know, there is um, a bit of a secret weapon that women have in the sense that we are naturally more um, emotive than mm-hmm. men. And certainly, in, uh, you know, sometimes um, that's been thwarted uh, in the workplace, and we've all felt that. You know, we've, women have had labels put on them as uh, being too uh, whatever, uh, if they are yeah. showing their emotions. But, um, yes, yeah, too emotional, basically. Too emotional, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yes. we, that's why we couldn't um, have a woman president, remember, because she'd be yeah. too emotional. Look how that turned that's out. That's right. I was going to say hysterical, but, you know, that's yeah. a oh, very yes. old term. <laughs> 
There are a lot of terms um, we could think about in that context. Yeah. We won't go there. We won't go to no, that. No, we won't place. go there. That's <laughs> right. But um, but I think using the, our uh, ability to be in tune with our emotions or to allow ourselves to be in tune with our emotions, it could be a secret weapon, you know, for women because we we have the ability um, potentially, you know, at times more than men to be able to see and appreciate others. So we have that more empathy towards others. So being able to be, to see and appreciate others will um, also help us to be profoundly seen and appreciated by them as well. Therefore, you know, getting closer and quicker to developing relationships that build loyalty and commitment to those around you. So stepping into that leadership position, you know, making sure that you are leaning into your empathy skills and your relationship management skills in order to to build those trusting relationships um, it would be key. And, and being emotional and feeling things isn't being messy. You know, the world right. yeah. is messy and we feel it. But when we refuse to feel um, that thing, that's when things become even more of a mess. Yeah, when we suppress, because as humans, we do feel that's the whole point of being human. I mean, we, I, I, you know, and I'm, I don't profess to be scientific, so please don't quote me on this. But you know, that's the difference between us and the animal species. Often, although I do think they, they, there are emotional levels. But for us, this is the point: is that we have an emotional self. Um, and so when we suppress it and pretend it's not there, absolutely right, it comes out in all sorts of ways. Yeah, absolutely. It, it won't. It doesn't go away. It actually, as you say, kind of can magnify, and it can come out, you know, as something that you didn't intend at all. So, well, and like you say, yeah. I think that that's a key point for women to have a little more confidence about stepping into leadership and be bringing themselves. Is that, you know, and like you said, at this point in time, we're seeing the need for people who can connect well with others. That is, that is especially when we're feeling so disconnected um, socially and professionally, that mm-hmm. is a superpower. And so, you know, I, I do think, do you think it's, well, there's going to be a shift um, long term? We keep talking about the new normal and I talk about, you know, careful about that. We want to intentionally craft a future normal rather than just kind of accepting something on the back of reaction. But within this, this time, do you think when we come out the other side that that kind of emotional uh, courage will be more valued? Absolutely. A hundred percent, because this is what's, this is what's going, this is what's helping us get through what we're going through now. So mm-hmm. it's going to, there's going to be a lot of um, value placed on it. And I'll be honest with you, as I work with folks um, through this COVID-19 situation, you you know, there's, it's becoming obvious who is able to um, make it and who is not able to make it. And the differentiation right. is, uh, to me, it's becoming quite clear. It's, it's how they manage their emotions and how... Yes. They, you know, how they, how courageous they can be through this situation. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of value to um, ensuring that you have these skills and you, and that you are embracing your uh, courageousness from an emotional perspective. 
Absolutely. Okay, so Michelle, as we said, or I said at the top of the show, I think um, one of the key supports people can provide for their leaders right now is coaching. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, thank you. Yes, you can reach me on, through my website. It's alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y hyphen coaching.com. Um, I offer a complimentary introductory session, a 30-minute session, and um, I also, as you mentioned before, do assessments, EQ assessments, um, which will help to identify areas of opportunity and strengths in uh, along um, the continuum of the EQ skills, which is very, it's a good place for us to start. Absolutely. Okay, so do get in touch with Michelle. I happen to know uh, on good authority, she's a fabulous coach and can help you through this time. Thanks so much for being here, Michelle. Thank you, Leanne. Take care. You too. So thank you so much to Kathy and Michelle for an amazing show. Um, I think it's really important for and for whether you're a woman or a man listening to pay attention to the shift that's happening in the world. Uh, we're looking at people wanting to be who they are. Um, as Kathy said, maybe we're wearing our pajama pants all day. <laughs> it's very, cha- the, the situation has changed. So being able to bring our humor, ourselves, our humanness, and being emotionally courageous are probably the name of the game uh, in getting through and also getting to the other side to a more, I'm hoping, um, a, a better place for our workplaces, safer, more inclusive, and happier spaces. So thank you to Kathy and Michelle for their wonderful thoughts today on that. I've learned a lot, and I know you have too. Uh, next week, we'll, we'll have the fabulous Christina Sakifio here for her regular segment, The Inclusion Zone. And Gurpreet Karaman will be popping in as well to talk to us about job searching during COVID-19. Uh, we want to be able to support you. A lot of people, millions of people are out of work. So we want to help you kind of navigate the waters. There are, there are still jobs out there. Gurpreet's going to help you find them. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us this week for The Leadership Leap. Liam Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you make a successful leap into leadership. 